Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Jan Albert here for another episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. And this, my friends, is episode number 66. Um, I'm a little stuffy today. I feel like I've got like a... I know it feels like a really icky head cold, so I'm sorry if you can hear that. A summer cold, like, ah, who likes that? Nobody likes that when it's 100 degrees outside and you are stuffy, not fun. So I'm sorry if I sound stuffy. It's because I am stuffy. Um, Okay, I pray you're doing well, like really well, and walking in the absolute fullest measure of the grace of the Lord Jesus, seeing the promises of God come to life, just boom, boom, right before your very eyes right in front of you. This promise, this promise today is from the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, which is part of what is called the Pentateuch. You've probably heard that before. Uh, the Pentateuch is the first five books of the Bible, and they were they were written by Moses, um, obviously not authored by Moses, authored by the Holy Spirit, written, penned by Moses. And we're going to be looking at chapter 31 of Deuteronomy, so getting toward the very end of the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 6, and I'm going to read from two different translations today, the King James and the Amplified. So let me just read the Amplified first, then the King James, and then I will read the Amplified once more to kind of bring it full circle as we we take a look at what God is promising to us here. And as I read, can you just do me like a really big favor? Would you... um. Would you take a second before I really get started? And would you just, uh, I just want to, I want you to really think for one second or more than one second, for a few seconds about who it is, who the one God is, the one true God, who it is who is saying these things to us from this verse in the Bible today. Who is this one And I mean one with a capital O, the one and only, the one who is actually making this promise that I'm about to read to you. Who is, who is he? Who is he? This is the God who is in charge of all of the armies of heaven. This is the one who, when he spoke to the soldiers who came to the Garden of Gethsemane to arrest him, when he spoke three words, I am he, they fell down as if they were dead. Just boom, they fell down, they hit the ground. These are some of the mightiest soldiers in the history of ever, and certainly at that time, and three words from Jesus, and they fell down as if dead. That's who makes this promise that I'm about to read today. This is the God who sits enthroned in heaven, before whom the worship never ceases. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. This is who. This is exactly who is speaking these words from Deuteronomy. So consider well he who is doing the speaking today, because it matters. It matters so much. Who says what? You know what I mean? Who says what? That matters a lot. And in this case, it really matters. When the one speaking is not very powerful, is not very strong, is not influential, 
is not convincing. We don't really listen all that well. It doesn't stick, right? We take those words far less seriously than someone who is powerful and influential and convicting. And I would guess it would stand to reason that the Roman soldiers, the baddest of the bad boys in the whole world militarily at that time, that they fell down dead at three little words from Jesus' mouth. Well, I'm thinking those words had some influence. Do you think those men ever, ever, over their whole lifetime, ever needed any further convincing about Jesus? Do you think they forgot that experience in the garden? No, nope, I don't think so. His words are what the words of that same God or what I'm about to speak to you today. All right, ready? Here we go. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 from the Amplified. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Okay, let's read Deuteronomy 31, 6 from the King James Version. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, never no forsake thee. And once again from the Amplified, okay, one more time from the Amplified, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Okay, did you ponder who this great God is, our great God, as I read those words? Isn't it amazing to think that's what he says to us, that he cares so much for us, that he takes time to speak these words to us, to reassure us of his love and of his care. When he could honestly just speak a few words, just like Jesus did in the garden, speak a few words and knock the whole thing down right here and now. Is that not amazing that he takes his time and loves us so much? It blows my mind in a good way. So he has no need. He has no need to speak words of promise for his own sake, right? I mean, you and I know that, but it's good to remind ourselves of that. God does not need to speak his words of promise for any for anyone's benefit except ours. It's not for him. He speaks them just for us out of his loving kindness toward us. He gives us promises. So in, in the King James version, some of the wording is maybe not what you're used to reading unless, unless that's the Bible that you read from regularly, that version, the King James, or maybe you grew up hearing the King James version in your family or in your church. Uh, but isn't it beautiful? The language is just beautiful in the King James. It's really just lovely. So my friend, can I encourage you today to be strong and of a good courage, of a good courage. Pick your courage today as you choose to live your life in the light of God's good promises, and they are good. Choose a good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Why? For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. Wow. Isn't that rich? That's just rich. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. That's for you today. He it is that doth go with thee. Where are you going? So long as you are going where he would have you to go, not walking in outright rebellion here, not living in flagrant sin or, or even any known sin, honestly, flagrant or not, not living in any known sin. It's still, um, you know, sin flagrant or not flagrant. It stinks. It stinks to our God. The King James would probably say it stinketh. So, so long as you are walking in his ways, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I love that. 
So the Amplified has just a few different words, a little bit different wording. And I love that it says, do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them. What makes you, what makes me want to tremble in dread today when we bump up against it? Because that right there, that's exactly what God wants you to not tremble about. That thing right there that makes you tremble is what he doesn't want you to tremble about. Why? Because he goes with you. He is the Lord, your God, and he is, present tense, going with you. It's not about your willpower. This isn't about you mustering up more faith. Uh, Now you can pray and you can ask God to give you more faith. Yes, please do that on the regular by all means, but you do not have it in you of your own strength by pulling up your own bootstraps and your own personal might in the flesh. You cannot create a whole bunch of bigger and better faith. The Lord, the Holy Spirit does that. You know what I mean? It's his terrain and he is very, very adept there. So it isn't like I'm saying by your own ability and your own self-will, just stop trembling. Here is what God is saying to us, don't tremble because he's going with you into this thing because he's going with, with, with you. And he says so plainly that it cannot be any more plain. He says he will not fail you and he will not abandon you. This is a good promise, guys. This is good stuff. Okay. So, um, really, can you think of a lot more that we need in life, in like the thick of our daily life, in the easy moments, the wonderful moments, the peaceful moments, the hard moments, the stressful moments, the overwhelming moments. Can you think of more that we need than what's promised right here? He will not. There's that word will. And you know how I feel about seeing that word will when it's in one of God's promises. Um, When I see that, I like to say the verse again out loud, audibly and put some extra oomph, emphasize that word will. Okay, so we're going to do that with the Amplified right now. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you, and he will not fail you or abandon you. Will not. He will not do what now? Fail you. And what else now? Abandon you. He will not. And if he says he will not, then he cannot. If he won't do it, he can't do it. This is such a wonderful promise from God's word. You will not be failed. You will not be failed. The definition of the word fail is this, to fall short of success or achievement of something that's expected, attempted, desired, or approved, to prove deficient or lacking, to perform ineffectively or inadequately, to fail to fulfill their promises. Uh, yeah, does any of that sound like something you would want to attribute to God. When you really define that word fail, you realize how unbelievably just like blasphemous it is to ever say God has failed me. God might fail me. How do I know that I can trust God? Excuse me, because God is not able to fall short of success. God is not able to fall short of the achievement of something that he has, that he attempts, desires, or approves. God is not able to prove deficient or lacking God never performs ineffectively or inadequately. Our God has never once and never will once ever fail to fulfill his promises. It's amazing how defining a word, even a word, or especially a word that's so well known to us that, you know, we don't ever really think about looking it up in the dictionary. We know what the word fail means, but simply by taking the time to define it or have me do the heavy lifting and I'll do the defining for you, how it just taking a fresh look at what a word means 
adding just a little bit of um, renewing our minds, right? Reminding ourselves of what it really means, this word that we know so well, that totally changes the whole way that we look at that word. And in the case of my podcast, you don't need to worry, right? Like I said, I'm always going to do that heavy lifting of defining words. But when you redefine a word, not redefine, but define redefine it in the sense of I'm taking another look at it, I'm re-looking at the definition of a word, it really does give you a lot more hope when it comes to a particular promise of God. It can make a verse from the Bible just simply come alive in a way that it hasn't come alive before because it becomes your promise. You really, you really see it with your heart, if that makes sense. You know, you believe it, you believe it. Okay. So, um, I know not everybody likes the dictionary like I do, but that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll do the looking up of all the words. Uh, and in the case of God's promises, right, just saying out loud the definition of one word like fail, that can, that can actually make a huge difference in how we look at the whole verse. So if it changed your perspective a little bit today, praise the Lord. And if it got you excited about the promise in a new way today, Devil praise the Lord. That's awesome. Okay, so is your God going to fall short of success? Will he not be able to achieve what he expects to achieve, what he desires, what he has already put his stamp of approval upon? Um, no. Is your God going to prove to be deficient or lacking in any way, shape, or form ever? Um, no. Is your God going to perform ineffectively or inadequately? Can he even ever be ineffective or inadequate? Um, no. It is not possible for God to fail to fulfill his promises. And so, and so, we have some more depth to this verse from Deuteronomy just by taking a quick look at the definition of that word fail, which is what he will not do. He will not fail you or abandon you. Okay, so I wanted to find abandon now. Surprise, I'm going to I'm going to define a word. Sort of like we just did with fail, and then I'm going to wrap up this episode, but first, I got to ask you one thing. Um I have this really exciting opportunity coming up for the podcast, and I really 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 want this to be a blessing to as many people as possible. I mean, the point is to just get the promises of God into the people of God. So if, if that expands just by one person a week, um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's terrific. More than that, even better. So I'm going to be doing a series of episodes of the Burt Not Ernie show with a really wonderful, sweet friend of mine, Anna Willis. Some of you know her well from her work in the homeschool world, and she's the founder and owner of a They Call Me Blessed. It's a community group. She hosts several conferences each year. She's a like a key speaker that is invited to so many events. Um, she's got a brand new thing coming up on the horizon that I can't talk about yet, but it's so cool. Um, it's a big, trust me, it's a big deal. This is awesome. Um, and she is from Israel. She is a Christ follower of Jewish birth, and so she can bring this amazing depth, this wonderful insight and wisdom and understanding of God's word from the original Hebrew because she speaks Hebrew. She teaches, actually teaches um, a class, a course to homeschool students about Hebrew, learning Hebrew, so she can bring so much depth to God's word from the Old Testament. That's phenomenal. Like she gets the Hebrew in ways that we don't get it. And you know how I am about what does this word mean? And can we explore this? And, uh, and can you imagine she is going to be 
doing a series of episodes alongside me where we just deep dive into what God's word means. So we're going to we're going to be together for a series of episodes. Not sure how many yet working out those details, but several. We're going to talk about God's promises from her perspective, her understanding. Uh, Think of someone who's fluent. Oh my goodness, I said fluent in Hebrew. And we're going to take these episodes from my devotional, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Promises, which you can get on Amazon or Kindle. Um, And I'm telling you what, when the two of us are together, we've we've worked together, conferences and things, and done some uh, live stuff together, uh, live on Zoom, not live because of COVID, but... uh, but, and she lives in Canada. So, but I think she might be, if she comes down to the States, oh my goodness, we got to do some live, live events together. It'd be so great. But when the two of us get together, I'm telling you what, um, it's something, it's something people have said, uh, that we take them to church. I mean, like they, it gets, if, if that's up your alley, if you want to be taken to church and you want to get excited about God's word, then these are going to be so great. I cannot wait to learn from her. I really can't. Please, please, please do not, do not miss this. Uh, we're just we're just laying out the plans of it. Um, kind of, we both have a lot of different things going on right now, and so we're planning a step at a time. We're going to make sure we can get done what needs to get done. But as soon as I have dates and episode numbers, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to let you know, and it's going to be a blessing, and it's going to happen soon. Anna is not someone you want to miss out on hearing speak. You, if you have the chance to hear Anna Willis speak and you don't have to pay a pretty penny for it, you need to be there. This is a big deal. People pay a lot of money to hear her speak, and you're going to find out why if you listen. So I want to encourage you to um, to be here listening to the Burt Not Ernie show and share about this. Share about this. This will make a difference in people's lives. I am so blessed and so excited. I almost can't put my excitement into words, even with my my stuffed up head cold. Um, I'm sure you can hear the excitement coming through. I cannot wait for this. So share this pretty, pretty please, pretty please. And I really have a resolved interest in just simply encouraging as many people as possible with this podcast. It's like the Lord has been lighting this new fire in me to just not even be about other aspects of um, work so much, like work in the sense of it's just taken my mind and my heart off of all of the things that you get told, even in the ministry world, that you need to do to expand your reach and expand your audience. And yes, I want to do that, but only for one reason. Like I only really want to do any of this for one reason. And it's just so that people hear about Jesus, just so that people who are already in the kingdom can grow and be ready for when Jesus returns. Like, don't you want to be ready? I want to have the oil in my lamp. I don't want to be found sleeping when he returns, and I don't want you to be found sleeping either. And and so that's what this series is all about, and that's really where my excitement comes from. And and Anna has the exact same. Anna Willis has the exact same excitement. So share about this. Okay, now. The definition of abandon, to withdraw one's support or help from, especially in spite of duty, allegiance, or responsibility, to desert, to give up by leaving or ceasing to operate or inhabit, especially as a result of danger or other impeding threat, to surrender one's claim to, right to, or interest in, to give up entirely, and a synonym of abandon is relinquish. So what is it that God has promised he will not do? No, not ever. God will not withdraw his support or his help from you. He never abdicates his throne, and thus he never abdicates his allegiance to us or his sense or care. Like his, his, he has, he knows that he's responsible for you, and he's never going to abdicate that responsibility toward us as our Father. God will never desert you, 
Never will he give up on you by leaving you or ceasing to care for you, especially in the face of danger or impending threats. God will never, ever surrender his claim to you. He will never, ever surrender his rights to your life. His interest in you does he, he just because he's so interested in you, he does not have the option of relinquishing you over to the enemy. Can you can you get a feel for what what I'm saying here? Please pick up what I'm laying down. This is so good. This is for you today. And I hope and truly am expecting you to be blessed, 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 encouraged, 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 and maybe even a little bit emboldened super emboldened after this episode. I would be blessed if you'd share about the podcast. I would be blessed if you'd grab a copy of the devotional on Amazon, maybe get one to share as a gift. Um, let's, let's get after this, guys. Let's get after this. Let's link arms after everything we've experienced during COVID. Uh, we've seen things, man, if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in Canada, our neighbors to the north um, toward Christians, I want you to pay attention. I want you to get clued into this. We have got to be about the work of being the church. Every single one of us is a disciple if we're in Christ. If you're not in Christ, boy, I'm telling you what, that's easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you will open up Acts chapter two, look on your phone. I, you know, you can say, I don't have a Bible. I just stumbled upon this podcast. I don't know anything about Christianity. You know what? So what? God is so good. You're at the right place at the right time. You don't need to own a physical copy of a Bible. You have a phone, a smartphone. I'm almost 100% sure of it. Just Google Acts chapter 2 and start reading it. Start reading it. You can read it in the Amplified. It's easy to read. Read it and you will read down through there and you will get about midway through Acts chapter 2. Uh, it's in the toward the end of the Bible. It's a New Testament book. You will find out exactly how to get saved, to be in the kingdom. And it is easy. I want to say it's somewhere around verse, um, you know, mm, let's say 15. That's kind of a shot in the dark, but it's in that area. Read it, do it, get in the kingdom, and then let's be disciples who make disciples. Be disciples who make disciples. If you don't know how to do that, this is step one. You can just share this podcast and you are, you're doing the work of making disciples by let me do the heavy lifting. I'll do the preachy pants kind of stuff. You can just share this with your friends. You don't want to share it with your friends, share it on social media, um, you know, share it somewhere. That's a start. Second start, lead a small group. Anybody can do that online. You can do it. You might think I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I've got a great option for you for a small group. Um, we are going to be going through the Growing Slow book and Bible study in the Praying Through the Storm online prayer retreat group, our private Facebook group. You can join us there. I mean, I'm telling you what, and that's, you're going to learn how to do the easiest not cheesiest, cheesiest rhymes with easiest, the easiest version of a Bible study like that you can ever do. I'm going to show you how to do it with no pressure and then you can do it and you can do it online if you don't want to do it face to face, if you feel intimidated, if you feel less intimidated by just doing it with two friends at the coffee shop once a week, do it. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And you can ask my friend Miriam how you can do a Bible study uh, and lead a group of rowdy boys down in Florida who have a pool that they're going to be staring at the whole time they do the Bible study, and yet they're going to be doing the Bible study with her. I'm telling you what, you can do this. Let's be about the work of making disciples, even while we're being discipled. So, okay, so, um, and you could even just buy a couple copies of my book and go through that with people. 
and let somebody else do the, the, what seems like the hard work, saying the hard things or, you know, just go through it a day at a time. It's 40 days, you know, to start it for next year, do one day's devotion each week and you have almost a whole year covered. You'll, you'll be closer with those people at the end of those 40 weeks than you ever would have dreamed possible. Ask me how I know I've been a part of some nine month long Bible studies. They're phenomenal. They're world changing. You can do this. You can do this. And you can find that on Amazon, The Power of God's Will, 40 Days of God's Devotions. And you can find the the group on Facebook, Praying Through the Storm, online prayer retreat. And we're going to be doing Growing Slow by Jennifer Dukesley. I was on her launch team. It's amazing. It will bless you. You can join us there and jump in and do it. We're going to start probably in the next two weeks or so. We'll get started. And today is um, June 17th. So we're going to be starting soon. Please. Do something to grow disciples and be discipled. I'm, I know I'm getting passionate and come back here to listen to me sharing with Anna Willis because, wow, you're not going to believe it. Time is drawing short, guys. The hourglass, the sands are starting to run out. Uh, it's true. You know it's true. You know it's true. So let's get after this thing together. I'm sorry I'm so aggressive, but also I'm not sorry. I'm fired up with a fire that is from the Holy Spirit. So let's link arms and let's do kingdom work. That's what we're on this planet for. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so um, getting the promises of God into the people of God is so important that I'm going to talk about my book more aggressively than I ever have because I have a fire for how important this is. Um, It's not about my book. It's not about the $2 I make if you buy a copy of the book. Trust me. Trust me. You know what it's about? It's about kingdom work. And if reading my little book will inspire you to write the book God's told you to write, do it. Write the book. Start the podcast. Start the small group. Please, please, please. Okay, that's enough of my passionness today. It's probably not enough, but you know what I mean. Okay, so I hope you've gotten today's promise into your heart and your mind today because that's what makes it a reality in your life, and it is for you. Next time, we're going to be back here for episode 67, and we're going to be just the next book over, Joshua 8.18. So just a small little jump forward in the Bible from Deuteronomy. Uh, Just write the next book to the right, and trust me, it's a good one. There's a lot there that will bless you and encourage you. Um, And I am about five minutes short of my normal 30 minutes. I know over the summer, I said I might do some 15, 20 minute ones, but I'm at 25 minutes. So why don't you wrap this up? You're used to having 30 minutes, you know, on my podcast, The Burton Honorary Show. Go ahead and wrap it up and just spend five minutes praying. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? How do you want me to be a disciple and disciple others? Pray and ask him, do you want me to join that prayer group and do that Bible study with you? Would you like me to share this podcast? Don't do it because I said so. Ask him what he wants you to do. Would you like me to start a group for some kids in the neighborhood where we do read a Bible story and do a color sheet? You know what? Ask him. Five minutes asking him. Okay, I'm going to let you go do that. Thanks. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.